Well, it's a Wednesday morning here. We were we recorded the majority of our podcast yesterday, but obviously we had to jump back on with each other after the announcements that came in. Oh, what around eight, maybe eight o'clock Eastern, nine o'clock Eastern uh, last night in terms of the field being announced for the first of these live golf events, which will be in London, right? Correct. Teeing off next Thursday, I believe, which would be in eight days. Uh, Some surprising names among the 42, including Dustin Johnson and then, of course, James Pyatt, who we all know as the Michigan State collegiate golfer and the reigning U.S. Amateur champion from Canton, Michigan. Hunter, your reactions to the 42 players in the field? Um, I think my, my biggest my biggest shock was 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 Taylor Gooch. I think that would like that one <laughs> that one surprised me. I, I had heard nothing like that. Did not kind of thought he was in close with a lot of the guys like the Max Homas that crowd, and I did not expect him to be going anywhere. Um, it's a. <laughs> It's not a better list than I thought they would put together, but it's not it's not the worst list. The fact they got Dustin Johnson's pretty incredible. Off in the first tournament, and he's skipping. He's so he so then right. He's he dropped he's his skipping. RBC sponsorship apparel. They dropped him, I guess. Yeah, it's I'm like a sure who broke came, up with who first. first. Yeah, because um, that was the week. Next week is supposed to be the Canadian Open which DJ has won before. He is um, the poster child for RBC. Well, it will still be the... Uh, it will still, yeah, it's still happening. Sorry. Still, still happening. And it'll still be the RBC Canadian Open. And Justin Thomas will now be getting that bag of money that was formerly going to Dustin Johnson, which, to be honest, my guess is RBC is probably pretty happy about in the end. But yeah, the timing of that was interesting and in that he's... Obviously, the money appeals to them because I don't know, you know, DJ may just not not care so much about the legacy and the the kind of things that we care about. And maybe he thinks like, well, I am a little bit past my prime anyway, uh, and the tour is much better now. It's really hard to win out there. A lot of these young guys are winning more of these events, too. Um so Taylor Gooch is your big shot shock of the crew, right? He is the only guy probably in like his early thirties who's making this leap. Yes. Yes. So the other guys are Ams like James, who, you know, I think you could certainly argue this is a smart move for somebody uh, in in a position like his. It's a very difficult path to the kind of uh money that he's looks like he could be you know earning based on this decision if he were to stay and go the pga tour route so yeah gooch is a bit of an outlier in that sense because then you have a lot of you have those young amps then you have just older guys like uh westwood and graham mcdowell and and players like that though Bert Wiesberger is a little younger he's a good player i was a little surprised by that i was a little surprised by sam horsefield you know, they're probably a little bit, I don't know what Burns' wages or uh, ages exactly, but they might be fall into a little bit more of that Gooch category. I still don't know, like, what does this change your opinion of what do you, what you think the future of this tour is? 
no, it almost kind of, it almost in a way, I think I mentioned it. I feel like it's going to be, this is going to, this could potentially become like the new, much more, much more lucrative PGA tour U that they've been trying to do now for the last few years. Um, where, oh, I think, what is it? Top five, top five players in that rankings get somewhat of status on the corn Ferry tour, I believe. Yeah. So they're going to have to, they're going to have to give those stat, that status straight to the PGA now, probably. You'd have to. You'd have to. I mean, looking looking at this this list. Maybe, though, but because really the top AMs, do the top AMs want to go play in this, or do the half step down from the top want to go play in the live? Does the best amateur in the world who thinks he's the next Tiger Woods want to go play on the live? Uh, probably not. Probably I guess it depends. It goes back to the legacy thing. If you're a Dustin Johnson type, maybe we just want to go make a bag. But I really do think there's guys like looking at this list, the way they did it, and like they have all like kind of their um, what they've done in the past on the right side. It's pretty fascinating to see like just because you you won the USAM championship or just because you won the NCAA championship does not translate to PGA Tour success as we are as I've like we're looking at this list. Andy Ogletree, uh, Peter Uline. I thought it was going to be like the next hottest thing since sliced bread, and he's been okay, but nothing, not making the money that he's could make in just one week here. Yeah, so yeah. It, to me, it doesn't change any of the the big picture necessarily because you still have the overwhelming majority of the best players in the world playing on one tour. So you have to get, you have to make quite a bit more headway. Now, a lot of, I've seen a lot of people saying, well, they will, you know, when these, you know, AMs or these older guys, they're making huge sums of money. They will start pulling more players away. Maybe, but are they going to be middle of the road players? Are they going to be more Kevin Nas? By the way, was Jason Kokrak on there? No, he was not. He was Kokrak not. was not on there, which was interesting. No. Um, um, you say Garrigus, this. Garrigus was not on there, who no. was in the news for asking for a release from the PGA Tour. He's not listed in the field, which I thought was curious. Maybe he's, Keisha wants to grind back to the tour through the Corn Ferry or something. But, yeah, I just think like you have to get four or five of these guys into one field, and now you've got now you've got a situation. The tour has a situation, but if it's just DJ and some old guys and some AMs, no, think about it. No single PJ tour event from a tickets, television viewership, no, no, none of those events struggle as a result of this, these 42 guys playing a golf tournament in London. No. And I, I think we ought to be careful here because I'll watch European tour golf, even though there's not the the pedigree of players that there is just because of the time of day. So if they find the perfect time of day to, to put this on. They'd have no broadcast. Well, that's the, that's the that's the kind of the kicker that I'm not. We still have not. It's not going to be on TV, which is OK. We're, we're in 2022. It doesn't have to be on TV. It's not 1999. Like we can we can watch stuff on stream and I'm capable. I'm capable of doing that. Which yeah, but is, if that's if they have 
crews. Yeah, and that's that's where I guess who I are no going to be the people that broadcast it. It's not just the distributor. I mean, they have a lot to put together here in the next eight days. If if you think you're going to watch Dustin Johnson play 18 holes or nine holes or any number of holes next week in this tournament, Norman better be working overtime over there, okay? Because <laughs> who the hell is going to do it? I can just see, like, the, the Dustin Johnson tracker who's on Twitter, like, whoever does that account, yeah. just, like, slamming his fist to the table. Like, yeah. How the hell am I going to watch Dustin yeah. Johnson? I saw somebody say, though, it's a big day for the Chase Kepka tracker account on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. He's in the field. Yeah, speaking of Chase, I saw someone say, Are you, do, you, do you think they made a mistake and got the wrong Kepka? <laughs> like on accident. <laughs> and then mean. I saw I saw one more that was it, the only, what was it? It's like, <laughs> the only real shame is that Patrick Reed is not on this list. <laughs> no he's playing too well yeah i'm glad because i have a u.s open future on him i need him i need him and his loyalties over here stateside so anyway had to jump on obviously the news about james is huge for all the sparty golf fans and those who follow his career fascinated by that can't wait to hear more from him about what went into that decision and what this, what he thinks this means for his future. Do these AMs still want to play on the PGA tour at some point? And have they gotten legal counsel that suggests they'll be able to do that based on the fact that they're not tour members and therefore the tour has no jurisdiction over them. I have no idea, but that's, it'll be fascinating the developments as we move forward. Um, so yeah, just a little addendum here to throw on because this is obviously huge news in the world of golf. Hunter, go ahead. Yeah, uh, one final takeaway. At the end of the day, I think this is all. This is good for the PGA Tour, like very good for the PGA Tour. This is going to force their hand to do some things. If this does okay, good for the players. Good for the players, yes. And I think it well, good for and the, the fans. Maybe the, it's yeah, not going to be good for the. The tour is going to be less rich. I think it's good for the product of golf. Okay. I think we get. I think we get the. We're gonna get better, younger players. We're gonna give people chances to get into fields. I don't know. I don't know, man. This golf right now is the ultimate meritocracy. There are very few shortcuts. Sponsors exemptions. I think if you do PGA Tour, you now straight to the tour, and I don't know. I don't know for sure that. I hope you're right, but lots to be lots to figure out. Well, then maybe people will go play. Go play over here, then. Maybe if they should. You're top, if you're top 25 in the world, does the PGA Tour not have enough money? Then stop the Comcast top 10, stop the whatever, the PIP, and just if you finish in the top 25 in the FedEx Cup, the next year you make just they pay these guys stipends when they're hurt, just pay them stipends when they're healthy. So you're a tour member in the top 25. You make this amount of money a year before earnings. Congratulations, based on your previous year's performance. And then there's some, you can accumulate that too. So like an emeritus type of situation. And that's what I think the tour is going to have to do ultimately, ultimately to keep, keep these guys over here. If it has so much to do with TV, sponsors, it's not going to matter unless it's on TV and it's successful and you can put logos on shirts and bags and you know, like then the money starts, it, it gets, starts getting interesting. Do, but, they, do they need money? 
that's where I think we're like, <laughs> like you know, they're non, they are literal not for profit. Like they just don't care. They're just like literally handing away money. So it's not like we need to make a profit. And speaking of broadcast, could you imagine if it was just a, just like the camera and no, no, no TV announcers or broadcast at all that you just heard like the sounds of the golf course? I, would, I don't you think there's gonna be big crowds out there no i no exactly i don't think there will be so i think you would just it would be like really peaceful well maybe they could show more shots at least that's uh, the funny thing is like the live golf where we show all the shots and then you're like oh what if it, none of these guys can hit good ones so. that, that would be pretty electric if they hit if they showed like they started doing like eight boxes ten boxes showing every shot really really just sticking it to cbs well, iron. What's that expression? Something sharpens something. Iron sharpens iron. I think. I think. Hopefully, you're right, and that is the outcome here. But I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. We'll see. Well, good I'm luck excited there. for James for sure. I think that's an interesting development, and you know, I I wish him congratulations on making that decision and having an opportunity to play for big time money right out of the gate here. Yeah. Still trying to figure out how they made the list. What's the list created? Like, how is the list created? Because there's names Those are on the here that, that said yes, dude. I, but there's more people that asked for permission to leave that are ranked higher than some of these guys on this list, aren't there? Garrigus? <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't help myself. I know, but like, what? No, what, I don't what, know. What's Co-crack. Chase Kepka ranked in the world? Andy Ogletree. What's he ranked in the world? Probably in like the 1500s. Yeah. So we'll see. And you can't, you're not going to be able to get any to OWGR points either by playing in these or very, you know, it's probably zero, right? Because they're kind of, well, whatever. I don't want to go on too long, but I don't know. All of a sudden, got a whole other podcast here, but. All right, that's all. That's all I really, uh, that's all I really. Wild want. happenings. And now James teaming up in the memorial. Yeah, he's getting a hell of a lot are of. He's tomorrow, getting, are they gonna get heckled? I don't know. He's getting a hell. He got a hell of a lot of spent sponsor exemptions this season, and then just be like, "Whoop, <laughs> see you later." <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, this is yeah. It's gonna, gonna be his fifth PGA Tour event. PGA Tour start, I think. Pretty amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, have you had any more th- time to put into who you think is gonna win Memorial? Um, real tournaments it's great to watch and we all no no i have put um i've put very little that means you've been working i guess that's good that means you've been working hard i've been i've been working hard and we actually we had uh golf last night and i got my little we got my wind practiced and it was blowing like 35 miles an hour last night oh how'd you handle that (laughs) okay okay (laughs) actually played really well but it was Nice. So you handled it well. Though. I think so. It's just gonna. I think we're in need it for Harbor Shores. If I had to guess, I feel like that's always a windy place, isn't it? It's, dude. We're gonna need everything. Everything. Divine intervention, possibly. I'm ner- I'm shaking in my boots already, and it's three days away. Should we do a sandwich bet on the low score? What do you mean, me versus you? Yeah, straight up. No, uh, I'll give you. What's your I'll, handicap? I'll give, uh, two point five or something like that. 
2.1? Okay. Well, I'm a, a 3.0. So, so pretty, pretty I guess I'll play you. I mean, I'm probably not going to win. I've played 18 holes of golf in 2022. Well, that's why I set up for Harbor Shores. Then you'd get you'd get 36 holes under your belt. All so, right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Talk. Here comes the rest of the pod. Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast for Memorial Week 2022. Alongside Hunter Pulaski, I am Peter Garber. We are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. In this week's episode, a thrilling finish in the NCAA Boys Individual Championships. Uh, match play now taking place today and tomorrow. We'll also tell you how Thomas Giroux from Oakland University fared. He qualified as an individual scores from the big north championships involving the northern michigan high schools including petoskey and the traverse city schools get you updated on that from last week we'll take you around the tours lots of midwest action including the KitchenAid senior pga championship at harbor shores in benton harbor michigan won by steve alker and the corn ferry tour which had a thrilling finish of their own here in chicago at the glen club harry hall defeating local kid nick harley Nick Hardy from nearby Northbrook. We'll look forward to the Memorial Tournament presented by Workday at Muirfield Village in Ohio. Hunter and I are headed to play some golf in Southwest Michigan, so we'll tell you all about that. But first, Hunter, Sam Burns wins the bloodbath at Colonial with a final round, five under par 65, and an absolute bomb from off the green on the first playoff hole to defeat who else? But Scotty Scheffler, your takeaways from the Charles Schwab. Uh, <laughs> all, the, all the haters that say something about the golf courses need to be longer and longer and longer. Like, go go watch the Charles Schwab Challenge. I don't, mean the, I don't think the course even plays 7,000 yards. And the winning score was nine under par. And guys were dropping like flies yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, well, Chief among them, Harold Varner. Tough, tough, uh, tough. We got to talk about Tough that. Sunday for the Varner stands that. out there, myself among them. I mean, it's, it's like a running joke. I feel like I've had on this podcast that Harold Varner, like, he chokes on Sundays <laughs> and then he shoots a 45 on the backside. Huh? Really tough. How, were he you was, watching? Uh, How did he do that? Correct me if I'm wrong, but he was 11 under at one point and he finished the tournament at one under. <laughs> Might have been 10 under and not 11, but he was tied for the lead. Hung in there for the front nine. It was a survival of the fittest, wouldn't you say? I mean, it was not about birdies. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but Scheffler did not make a birdie. No birdies on Sunday. Yeah. Crazy. And he was in the playoff. Mm -hmm. He was the one of the guys that did survive, and he made zero, uh, zero birdies. The... Do you like the fact then that Sam Burns was able to come from that far behind by shooting the round that he did? I mean, he finished quite a bit earlier. Yeah, I think it was about two and a half hours difference between when he made that putt in the playoff and when he actually finished on 18 of his of his final round. Uh, that's two weeks in a row. I mean, between Justin Thomas just did it last week. Yeah. So I saw that stat. Uh, Justin Ray, of course, uh <laughs> First time that's happened since 2012, which I actually thought was like <laughs> way earlier than I thought it would be. I thought that was a, I thought that would have been a long time ago. 
So that I, a winner so, finished that far ahead in the final group, you mean? In back to back weeks, yes. Oh, in back to back weeks. Yes. I uh well, so I guess to answer your question, I I think it's it's good it's good for golf and bad for golf because how many of it just makes it kind of takes away a little bit of the excitement over the last I don't really know like the I guess it is good for golf because over the last hour and a half once Sam Burns has that number posted in this case there are some cases where he just gets people just go bypass him but in this case where the course was playing tough it did kind of add the extra element of how are these guys not getting above nine under because I think there were there were several guys at one point that were more than nine hundred par. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, four or more mm-hmm. while they were on the front line because there were three guys tied at ten at one point. Riley got to eleven. Um, somebody else got to eleven too. I think I saw a lot of um, a lot of Davis Riley love this week. I think he's getting awfully close. Awfully close. You think for Memorial? I don't know. I don't know for Memorial, but he seems like he is. He is uh, starting to kind of fire on all cylinders here over the last. He has one of the so. best swings on tour, don't you think? Mm-hmm. His swing is so fluid and money, and that extension on the way back, and it's just like looks like. A, Someone made the comparison to Max Homa from a tempo standpoint. They just look very, yeah, very smooth. I would buy. I would buy that. It's more graceful, though. It's prettier. No mm-hmm. offense to Max Homa. <laughs> my how the tables have turned i'm roasting max home no. yeah davis riley has a prettier swing but he's 60 to 1 this week if you want to get in on that um i think it's an answer to my own question i think it worked out fine because scheffler got into the playoff mm-hmm. i think if burns wins that tournament by a shot finishing that far ahead of everybody that we essentially watched on television play golf that day that becomes a problem then for the tour mm-hmm. it's a ben curtis thing where it's like and actually the winner is this guy who uh we had to call to get back to the property because he was already at the airport you know like i thought they maybe got a little a touch out of hand uh yesterday but i dude i have a I have a dark cloud following me because I had quite a Sunday with Kirk and one and done my hostler two fifty to one and my speed top fives. How did those hold up? Speed bogeys the last two hostler completely ejects like <laughs> late Saturday slash early Sunday, which I didn't even bother me, but why does Chris Kirk have to go from, a tie for fourth or whatever it was at seven under all the way back to a tie for 15th. It's like he was trying to make HV three feel better about his Sunday. I'm not sure that was i I'm not sure Kirk was capable of that on Sunday. Uh, there's like the old I've saying. Already, <laughs> I've already bet him to top 20. This <laughs> there's like the old saying, like he just ran out of, he just ran out of holes. Bo Hosler <laughs> Just play too many holes. He just need, he needs to enter fifty four hole golf tournaments. Just Eight, thirty six. <laughs> just 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 a couple. Find some mini tours. Get his confidence back a little bit, and then I might be on. But it is he's two hundred to one this week and sixty two hundred dollars on draft. It rolls off the tongue so easily to say, "Oh no, Bo." 
<laughs> it's just going to keep happening. <laughs> yeah, but it also rolls off the tongue to say, like, Go Bo. Bo, Bo Go goes Bo. low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, you can really workshop that name. Dude, I have, I have a... I have a hustler, you know, sickness, but so have you, so have you, he's, he's, I get to, I get, I'm going to take a break from that. We're, 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 we've made our way through Texas it was really fun. I mean, think of that wild ride we've been on. It's basically in contention every Saturday morning that they play in Texas. And it's just a matter of how he, he's going to find his way and settle into a tie for 18th or tie for 23rd or wherever it, whatever it may be. From blading bunker shots to uh, what he did this week, which was more of a slow collapse over time. But uh, anyway, yeah, I love that golf course. Perry, the Perry Maxwell back to back weeks was a real treat. What what do we say about Sam Burns now? This is this is pretty remarkable. From when we started this podcast to where he is now, he was, I mean, he's, what do you, what do you, where do you put him, I guess, now in the conversation? That's three wins this year. Yeah. Four, four total. Yeah. And, and all of them since this podcast started. That's as many as Max Homa is. Who's better, Sam Burns or Max Homa in your mind? I would take or who who has the better who has the brighter future? Uh, I think you have to say Burns just because of the age, maybe. I think Sam or uh Max is almost 30, 31, and Sam's only yeah. 25. Um only reason I think I would say the way you just phrased that I kind of had to say Sam, but I think Max his wins are on I like his 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 four against yes, like uh, the, the two at the same two at the same golf course. Uh, the Colonial is a good one, though. The Colonial is a very good one. So, but then I just really that uh, winning at the Riviera is like the sixth best, seventh best tournament I think you can win as far as who's there, the golf course, like the what it makes you, how it makes you. Okay, play. well, when Tony Finau wins there next year, I'm going to make you say all these things. About <laughs> Not a chance. Well, we'd have to. Have I to had a ticket on Tony Fina when he lost the playoff to Max Homa that that year because, of course, I did. So I don't twenty-eight to one. I still remember the number. It is. Uh, it is interesting because none of his wins have been. He is Sam Burns is underrated. Almost it seems like still, maybe just because he doesn't have any wins on in a major setting. I don't know. It, it seems. Let me ask you this: first to win a major, Sam Burns or Max Homer? Um, Burnsy not in the field this week, by the way, taking a well-deserved week off. I don't know. That's a good question. Only reason I, I Max, I'd say Max. Okay. Bit of know. a split decision there. I can see you uh, trying to roll your eyes back into your head to see the workings of your brain. Yeah. No, I was just I was trying to think of. Actually, I kind of like Max in the Open Championship, like especially after watching him just get it, like watching everyone get their asses kicked in Maryland, and him just kind of going about his business as usual. You like him at St. Andrews? I don't know if I like him at St. Andrews necessarily, but just at an open venue gets around. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
It's interesting. That's interesting. I don't know why. Like, I don't know. And it really is. I'm just like, I'm stuck. My brain's stuck in Maryland, Potomac. Well, I like them this week. Do you? Yeah. All right. Anything, any other takeaways from the, uh, from uh, the Charles Schwab? If not, do you want to give us an update on that? What's going on with the NCAAs? Yeah, let's, uh, let's run through the, um, we have a little bit of high school, a little bit of NCAAs, and then uh, we can talk about uh, how Mr. Drew did from Oakland, and then the senior PGA as well. Uh, the NCAA individual portion of the event, uh, as well as the top eight teams that advanced to match play, finished up last night. Uh, it was on Golf Channel. It was electric. Uh, freshman Gordon Sargent from Vanderbilt ended up uh, winning in a playoff, a four a four man playoff, uh, it's very similar to what happened with uh, Sam Burns. Two guys, um, Ryan Burnett and Parker Cootie, both posted even par. At least four holes, three or four holes ahead of uh, Gordon Sargent and uh, Chakar, I believe it was his name from Oklahoma State. Um, going into the last hole, a, 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 as well as Chris Goddard from Oklahoma. So Goddard, Ch- Ch- Chara, and Sargent were all playing 18 in regulation uh, at even par. Uh, Goddard ended up three-putting. Sargent lipped out in regulation, and Chachara um, just two-putted. So ended up being a four, four-man playoff. Gordon Sargent hit to about six feet on the first playoff hole. 18, which was a hard hole, uh, dog leg, kind of dog leg right with water right, um, ended up making the putt. So I think that ends up being like the eighth or ninth freshman that's ever won the individual uh, championship. Pretty, uh, <clears throat> I can't remember exactly the list of names, but it was a pretty, uh, pretty good company to be part of for, uh, for Mr. Sargent. And <clears throat> Chakara from Oklahoma State did not win, but he had a all-time scorecard on the last yesterday he made a double he went uh on six and seven of his last round he went double triple to be at five over par ended up making four birdies on the backside and one bogey on 17 to get into the playoffs so really kind of came back from nowhere um these guys these guys are so crazy good at this age uh and that golf course was playing very hard yeah i saw a little bit of it and the greens looked really nice really fast uh yeah and then so onto the match <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah they were um very firm uh onto the um the match play so in the morning session uh it was texas for Texas versus Oklahoma State, Vandy versus uh, Texas Tech, UNC versus Pepperdine, and Oklahoma versus Arizona State. Texas beat Oklahoma State. Vandy beat Texas Tech. Pepperdine beat UNC. And Oklahoma beat Arizona. Do I understand correctly that the eight highest-seeded teams all advanced it was seven out of eight, and there was like it was coming down to like the last if it was going yeah. to, if it was going to be eight out of eight, I believe because that was kind of the talk of the broadcast last night was that how how very rare it is and how almost good it is for the for the match play 
if we get the best eight teams. Mm-hmm. I saw it being celebrated a little bit on Twitter, which I, I understand. I, I like to see a underdog get through, but I understand that's kind of cool because that's not certainly not likely to happen. No. On to have a little Did you bit. Tell of, us how Thomas Drew did. Yeah, I have not, but I will tell you right now. So Thomas Drew from Oakland. So is it like our lone qualifier from the state of Michigan qualified as an individual? Can't remember the regional hunter, but anyway, got to compete in the uh, in the finals. And yeah, played played not too bad. No, not bad at all. Finished uh, in a tie for thirty second. Uh, that's nine over par. Shot 74, 71, 74, 70. And just to go how, show how razor thin this game is, Cole Hammer, who is a very well-known Texas player, played several PGA Tour events so far. He finished only uh, two shots ahead of Thomas Drew for the in the individual uh, <clears throat> rank, individual uh, leaderboard. That's a nice performance. Yeah, so um, depending on um, when... Peter gets this produced. If it's still Tuesday, there is coverage until I think nine o'clock tonight, Tuesday. And then there's the championship tomorrow. Um, and that time is. See if we can get Thomas Giroux on the pot. That'd be fun to talk to him. Yeah, it looks like he's from, uh, from Canada. He's a graduate student in Oakland. He won the uh, Horizon League champion individual championship this year the 2022 ncaa d1 men's championship final the suspense is just incredible I, I thank you there i can't it, imagine this is really making for some good content here i can't imagine um how much suspense you are feeling at this moment Gil Hans is going to redo Oakmont now. He just redoes everything, huh? Redesigner in chief. Yeah, sure seems like Oakmont is perfect. Why would you change Oakmont? Are we changing? Uh, So I'll tell you what, uh, Peter will tweet out uh, when the championship is on Wednesday. How about that? Um, If you remind me later, sure. I will. I'll find you. I'll text you. Uh, moving on to high school golf. So, big North Conference Championships. Yes. We had the Big North Conference Championships at uh, what I thought used to be Gaylord Those Country Club. Out. Now it is saying it is Gaylord Golf Club. Uh, the champion of the uh, BNC was Traverse City Central, followed by at, with a score of 305, followed by Traverse City West with a 310. Uh, Petoskey and Alpina uh, both tied at 339, but Petoskey had a lower fifth golfer scorecard, so they took home uh, third place at BNC's. Uh, Cole Putman from uh, <clears throat> from Gaylord shot a 72 on Tuesday, uh, ended up being the medalist. He was he was the medalist of and the season medalist overall, averaging a seventy three. Best among congratulations, Lee. Nice, nicely played. Yes, very nicely played. Where was it again? I know you already said it, but uh, Gaylord. I always thought it was Gaylord Country Club. I'm seeing Gaylord Golf Club now. Just that, the one right there on the highway. Mm. Um, yeah, as you come into town from Elmira area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
uh, leading the way for the Northmen. Uh, Jackson Yonker shot 83. Max Faulkner and Colin Caprazo both shot 85. Parker Strafe shot 86. Zach Reed shot 91. And Michael Squires shot 95. All right. So they, uh, <clears throat> they have one more tournament this week, and then they're actually – or they had one still waiting on results for that this past week. They are playing in the regional uh, at Lincoln Hills. And top three teams advance from that. That's kind of, that's kind of the regional that has a lot of the area teams. So um, I will find those scores once they're posted, and I will send them to Peter to maybe tweet out. If not, we will talk about them, obviously, next week's episode. So good luck to Petoskey in the regionals. Uh, I have a little bit more uh, junior golf featuring uh, PJ Maybank, who we have not talked about uh, recently. He was just playing. From Sheboygan, Michigan. Yes, from Sheboygan. He was just playing in the TaylorMade Invitational at Jupiter Hills, an AJGA event, uh, invite only. Uh, Very, very good field. He finished in fifth place. Uh, The winner was uh, Ben James, who I believe uh, won for the second consecutive year. He's from Milford, Connecticut. Um, so it's really great to see PJ playing well in the AJGA circuit. He is off now to play in the Pete and Alice Die Invitational, which is at Crooked Stick, uh, June 6th and 7th, and he is one of only 33 boys uh, selected to participate in the event, as well as 33 uh, girls. So a very prestigious event, and hopefully he plays well. Did you have a chance to watch any of the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship at Beautiful Harbor Shores where you and I are headed to play this weekend? Yeah, I watched just enough to get a little nervous. I guess it's just, real scary. Just, a little enough, just enough to get a little nervous. Uh, wow. Um, Those greens are very that – was, that was good. That was good stuff. So I have two thoughts from it. So good I, stuff from the PGA of America on huh, these past nice. couple weeks. They're, they're on a little tear. They're they are. Time. They're getting, they're hot. Uh, so so I, I have two things from that. The, I, the little bit I watched, I, I got a little nervous. And then I went and I was at the golf course and I told uh, Sandman that we were playing Harbor Shores. And I mentioned we there was like a five o'clock tee time. He goes, well, do not take that time because you won't finish. And I, He goes, we were just there a couple weeks ago or like a month ago. It's really hard. It's really firm. <laughs> it's hard. And I go, no. And then I, I look over and I pan over to his assistant, Gutman, and Gutman's just shaking his head. Like it, it ate me alive. So I I am um and and it, in most oh, case, boy. most likely that's gonna be the back end of a thirty six whole day for us. So we are just going to be really just gonna have to that's 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 when you gotta be mentally strong. That's mental we're asking a, we're asking a lot of ourselves. The greens looked really firm. They looked fast. The target, the landing areas are not that generous for resort golf, and the penalties for missing the fairway appear to be quite severe, like marsh, hazards, forest. I mean, what are we doing? I don't know. I was, I was, I didn't sign this up. I was just invited. I am look. I am looking forward to it. it. Looks like it's gonna be really nice golf weather, like 68, 70 degrees. 
So we'll have that to look forward to. I could take it a few. My joints could take it a few degrees warmer than that, Hunter. Uh, when I'm playing 36, I'll get hot. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. I don't need it to be. I don't need it to be 85. Uh, okay. So. Uh, well, congratulations to Steve Alker and congratulations to Harbor Shores on hosting a great event. I thought it looked great on TV. And yeah. So just quickly, uh, since I <laughs> I was privately happy that Bernard Langer didn't win because I just I have it in my head that that guy wins everything. Well, he let somebody else win once in a while. He used to until until Mr. Steve Nelker came along. So this is only his his first full year on the uh, Champions Tour. This is already his third title this year and his first major. Uh, so it's like the Sam Burns of the Champions Tour. Yeah, pretty like pretty on unknown name from New Zealand. Uh, spent a majority of his time on the Corn Ferry Tour, a uh, few seasons on the PGA Tour, a few on the yeah, on like the I remember. Yeah, on the I remember seeing his name here and there, and not really knowing who he was. So he really was just he started off as a Monday qualifier, um, and had enough and just kept top tenning that week, which gets him automatic qualifier into the next tournament um so it's really cool to see these guys that take advantage of these first i think like these first seven years eight years on the champions tour is so huge you can really i think you can make a killing you i mean we see some of these guys that were good players on the pj mm-hmm. tour really just clean up on the on the champions tour yeah you can it's one of the easiest tours to win on mm-hmm I would, yeah, I would, I would say that's true. If you get a really like hold out for your fiftieth birthday, if you're a uh, a grinder, professional golfer, but congrats to him. I like seeing those kind of guys. It's a, it's a better story that way. And then here in Chicago, we had a great week, especially after the weather turned at the Glen Club for the NV Five Invitational for um, Corn Ferry Tour. Local kid, Nick Hardy, who had galleries, happened to be in the group in front of Joey. I was out there both Thursday and Friday following Joey and his group, which was uh, him, Will Gordon, and Nicholas Esferia, which was a, a really fun group to watch and to follow. Uh, Will Gordon hits it every bit as far as advertised, but Nick Hardy happened to be in the group in front of us. Um, so he had crowds out there throughout the week. He's from nearby Northbrook. He, we've talked about him on this podcast, not only at this time last year when we bet him in this tournament and he also played well, um, but also because he has his PGA tour card, this was a, something of a rehab start for him. Um, but it was good to see him getting contention, ended up losing on the third playoff hall hole to Harry Hall. And I will tell you, congrats to those guys and well played to get to the numbers that they got through four days because the first two days, it was tough. Like the weather was, I know they're shooting seven under or whatever, but it was cold for these guys. The Glen Club is very windy. Former Naval Air Base, flattish ground. I mean, rolling kind of hills, Parkland style, Tom Fazio. But um, in terms of just the wind whipping across there, it can be pretty difficult at times. So to get to those scores was pretty good. And they put on a great event out there. So it's a, it's a good course to walk and had some nice grandstands set up and some good groups, good players. Ted got to see Ted, Potter, Ted Potter Jr. Play golf live for the first time. Got to see Sean O'Hare 
taller than I thought. Um, but fun to get out there and follow those groups. And they did a nice job uh, with that event. So those guys are off to Raleigh, North Carolina this week to play at T I believe it's TPC Wakefield in Raleigh for the, uh, for the next corn Ferry tour event. And then on to Greenville after that. But uh, yeah, nice to have the corn Ferry tour in town for the week. It's so cool to see guys like Sean O'Hare grinding out there. 20, he's made, I had, I had to look it up after he says name 20, he's made $25 million in his career, which is only spanned back to, I'm trying to think of how long he's been on tour. Well, if you think that's a grinder, the other guy who was out there playing in TPJ's group was Daniel Chopra. <laughs> that's not How's a, that for a name? How's that for a name? A blast <laughs> from the past. That's uh, that is not a name I've heard in a long time, and now my internet's. He was struggling his way around too. I think I think O'Hare played fine, but Daniel didn't have a great week. See, he's only made eight million. He's a grinder. Yeah, forty-eight years old. He's he's just he's waiting to get to the the big boy or the old guys tour. Two more years. Well, I want to get to Memorial, but do you have uh? Do we need to, to LPGA? Uh, or yes. Latino America. I think they're on a break. Uh, Latino America is playing. Uh, they played this past week. Alex Scott did not play well. His first missed cut of the season, I believe, uh, that was in Mexico. They are heading to the Volvo Golf Championship, which is in Bogota. Uh, Columbia this week. So I will, uh, I will keep you updated on, um, his scores, um, next week on to the, uh, the LPGA is and it's the U S women's open week. Yes, it is. And quickly from last week, uh, it was the match play event in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Yoon Hee G, uh, took home the championship. Um, I'm trying to think of how. It's like a pushy, um we get draft DraftKings is not gonna have odds for the US women's open. Can that be? That can't be. That can't be. So yes, like you said, they are off. I got to, it. I got it. You're right. Got it. Uh they are out, yeah, like like you said, they are off uh US Women's Open this week at Pine Needles, I believe, which I have heard Southern Pines. Southern Pines. Sorry, Pine Needles next year. I don't know. There's so many pines. Is this the Perry Maxwell one? Southern pines. No, this is pine needles in Southern pines. Yes, they're oh, playing. Is it courses called pine needles? Correct. Got it. Correct. Pardon yes. me. That's um. There are some okay. things I don't know. Uh, so this is. I've heard uh, really, really good things about this. I am excited to see the the course. The defending champion. Uh, Yuka Sasso, and quickly while we're talking about the LPJ tour, uh, Southwood sent me this a couple days ago um, regarding the LPGA. Um, Jung Young Ko, did you? I think we kind of talked about this, and I just I like needed to say this on the air because it's so remarkable. She Jung Young Ko hit sixty six straight greens in regulation. We were we, we were kind of aware of that, right? I thought we were. I thought we had mentioned that maybe. Yeah, we talked about that and the fact that she's winning in a pretty remarkable clip. I mean, just right? and then, yeah, and then for comparison, like there's names, there's guys in the PGA Tour that 
Um, to compare it to Tiger Woods, most has ever has 37. JT, 31. Morikawa, 28. Matsuyama, 28. Zalatoris, 19. Yeah, because that's absurd. Well, it's crazy. To hit 18 greens in a round, I still think is an incredible accomplishment. I know you casually say, oh, I'm sure I've done that a few times, even though you can't actually point to a case in which you've done it. Well, you because you're looking at one of the worst putters. <laughs> so it doesn't ever come to my mind. Like, I'll have a three-putt before the seventh hole, so it's not like I'm still – that's not something I'm still thinking about. Are we in for a Lexi Thompson redemption bet at 14-1? to 1? Do you remember what happened last year? Oh, is this the? Oh, is this the one where she fell apart? Think she's coming back. Uh fourteen to one. She's like the fifth, fourth favorite. Fourteen to one. Jin Young Ko plus seven fifty. Lydia Ko, who's been playing well again, I think twelve to one with Minji Lee. Lexi's fourteen to one. Nelly Corda eighteen. Hannah Green twenty two. Nasa Hatoka twenty two. Madeline Sagstrom, 28. Yoju Kim, 28. Pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, tight the, top. Jessica Corda, 35. Which one of the Corda sisters had surgery? Uh, Nellie's just coming back from surgery. So she's probably not healthy enough to win, right? Uh, it made it sound like she was, this was a pretty much a game or a week time decision. So I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be betting. She's probably not a good bet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just as far as TV schedule goes, it's really nice to see the TV coverage that the ladies are starting to get. They're actually on Peacock um, all four days. Uh, they're on NBC uh, three to six on Saturday, three to seven on Sunday. And then they're also first time seeing this. Uh, they're on the, they're on USA for um, after they're on Peacock on Thursday, after they're on Peacock on Friday, and then before they're on NBC on Friday and Saturday. So you really got uh Looks like, I don't know, eight hours of coverage most days on TV. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be playing golf. And I look forward to catching some of that when I get home on on uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, shall we talk about Mirfield Village? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Big boy golf. Big boy golf this week. You talked about the uh, – Let's not keep making courses longer and longer. Just look at Colonial while making them longer and longer. It's exactly what they've been doing at Memorial. It's now up to 75, 30 something, Uh, but it is a par 72. So we've got the two additional par fives. So par five scoring is going to be important. We're in Dublin, Ohio. It's bent bent grass. Um, One of the harder courses on tour, kind of a U.S. Open style track, would you say? A little yeah. thicker, longer, rough, very firm, fast greens. Um, and guys love this tournament. I mean, you look at the list of winners here. We've had several uh, uh, repeat champions. Um, obviously, you may recall Cantley won here last year in a playoff over Tom Morikawa. However, that was when John Rahm was forced to withdraw after testing positive for COVID-19 after 54 holes with a pretty substantial lead at that point. He also won the year before. So this is a John Rahm track almost in the way that uh, Torrey Pines is a John Rahm track. Like you just kind of have to start the conversation with 
taking a position on John Rahm this week. Um, and Cantlay won the year before that. So if there's another guy that you kind of have to take a stance on, it's him. Bryston, Duffner, McGirt, David Lingmurth. So a couple surprises in there. Hideki, Matt Kuchar, Woods, Stricker, and Rose, the other champions going back to 2010. Um, other notes, seven of the world's top 10 are in the field this week. Ryan Bram of Mount Pleasant, Michigan in the field, as is James Pyatt of Michigan State looking to break through and make his first cut on the PGA Tour. Played pretty well to start his round on Thursday uh, at Colonial, but needs to put 36, 36 holes together. Um, based on what Nicholas has said about the most recent redesign, which is like 15 of the greens, and they made it a little bit longer, he says it should have some of the teeth back in it. Um so we could be looking at a second consecutive, <clears throat> excuse me, a third consecutive week here of a single digit winning score. So with that in mind, as it pertains to profiling players and who we think is going to play well, obviously we have lots of course history. So that's a factor this week, but par five scoring is important with the four par fives. Par three scoring is important here. These are difficult par threes. Um, and then strokes gained to the green, ball striking, and a little bit of scrambling. You'll have to scramble well during the week this week if you want to uh, be competitive. Um, but really, this is a, a place where your ball striking can really uh, take over. You're looking for guys who, you know, hit it long and straight and are good with, you know, the longer clubs. In their bags so really we're looking at this is a different course but we're looking probably at a lot of the same kind of things that we were looking at for the pga championship just a little bit more par five scoring maybe wedge play ends up being a little bit more important here this week with some of the layups uh, on the par fives and maybe scrambling a little less important than it was at Southern Hills, and then obviously taking into consideration the fact that we have a lot of history here. So, um, yeah, if we're looking at some of those categories, just generally the strokes gained total in this field last 24. So this includes putting, Lowry, Rory, Cam Smith, Fitzpatrick, Mito, Cam Young, Kucher, Xander Shoffley, Keegan Bradley, Victor Hovland, Corey Connors, Max Homa, Jordan Spieth, Hideki Matsuyama, Davis Riley, Will Zalatoris, and Alex Noren, John Rahm, Chris Kirk, Patrick Cantley. That's your top 20 in strokes gained total over the last 24 rounds. If you take out uh, the short game and you just do Tita Green, La Cam Young goes up to number one, followed by Spieth, Zalatoris, Rory, Rahm. Stander, Mito, Kirk, Homa, Neiman, Fitzpatrick, Kim Smith, Hovland, Wise pops in there. Lowry, Brendan Steele pops in there. Sadeki, Keegan Bradley, Daniel Berger pops in here. Uh, I think that's kind of interesting. Like, is he rounding into better form? Maybe a little bit. Uh, still under the radar. And then Corey Connors closes out the top 20 in strokes gained. Tita Green. Before we go to the odds board, Hunter. Any strong takes coming into the week on players that you 
really like and you think will play well here this week at Jack's place? Uh, you, you still get to start the conversation with John Rahm. I think John Rahm's going to win this golf tournament quite like quite easily. Not easily, but he'll win by three shots. He this he will push your money where your mouth is. Maybe you can find a little adjusted. Uh, oh, I will. You, uh, I will be doing some looking. That's for sure. Uh, I don't necessarily might maybe found a uh, to win by three or more prop. I will. I will be looking. That's for sure. I, I think the he is the perfect person that would just come in here so ready after what happened last week or not last week's last year rather and feeling like he got snubbed out of out of a huge paycheck and winning at Jack's place I think he, it just makes kind of a perfect storm he's not do you think he's there with his game though or do you think he just loves the course and it'll like when he goes to Tory he's just like he just starts playing great again I uh, I think I think a little bit of of the latter um I just don't think he's he hasn't been putting to save his life um so I think if he can just well, find let's look inside the numbers here something. at our buddy. John Rahm in the last 24 rounds is in my stats is pretty good. He's 20th 20th overall in my stats. He's 92nd around the green, 32nd bogey avoidance, first in ball striking. Yeah. So, so you're right, the ball striking is still there. Ball, ball striking has went nowhere. 25th in par five scoring, not as good on par threes. Interesting. 90th in par three scoring, but still 10th in fairways game, sixth in driving distance. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, I imagine if he, I don't have his putting on here, but if he has a good week putting, hard to see him not being in contention. He's negative. He's minus 115 to top 10. He's plus one set. This is DraftKings numbers, plus 170 to top five and eight to one to win this tournament. So I don't, I don't know. It's hard to find a way to bet on him, I guess. Yeah. So he, if you like him, he's currently 109th in putting. It's not good, yeah. but that's, I almost throw out the putting when you go to a course that you've won on. Exactly. So I, I think it he, means you like the greens and you're comfortable on the greens. Now, granted, they just resurfaced 15 of these, but I don't know if that makes that big of a difference. What do you think? I was under the impression that was last year. So they played them last year like that. Well, is that? I think they, yeah, I think that they didn't like the way that they were too slow last year. Is what I'm yeah, reading because so they hadn't to... like matured. Yes, does that make sense? Yep. No, I don't know the agronomy behind it, but so if we, so it'll be interesting to see if they they like to get those things to it. I think a thirteen. They were running a twelve last year. So the extra foot obviously can make a huge difference. Um, okay, so you like Ron. Do you like anybody else for finishing position or in anything? And, and keep in mind, Hunter backed Brian Harmon last week. So take these picks with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough, a name that I have started to see more and more on the leaderboard, and then we mentioned a low winning score. I think Patrick Ree is like, is he starting to play better? Oh gosh! Or am I just seeing his name more often? I I swear it looks like he he has been in better form. Yeah, that's terrifying to me because I, I I'm I'm the I've already bet Patrick Reed this week at sixty five to one, 
<laughs> and he did play well at Colonial, and he does. He has played well at Memorial in the past. I I like it. I, I mean, I think it's definitely doable. Yeah, if he can. If he's on a track where he can gain strokes with his scrambling and get away with some misses off the tee, which kind of can at Memorial because it's not there's trees, but and rough, but you're not dead. You know, like you are in Florida or in the water. So, yeah, so I see plus two hundred to top twenty for him. I, yeah. I like that. I mean, I. I struggle with placement bets with Patrick Reed because he can eject. But, uh, yeah, no, you're right. He's a grinder and he'll fight to the end. And I like him enough at 65 to be to back him. Yeah. All right, so let's get through. Let's go through the odds. I mentioned Rom leads it off. Just pull up your fan duel, William, and you can tell me if there's any big discrepancies. I still haven't been able to get logged into that. Um, or your bar stool or whatever. Yeah, I have that pulled up. I have... Rob at eight to one can't wait at ten to one on DraftKings. I think he's out there at like eighteen or so. Yeah, I don't can't wait burn me bad at the PGA. I do think he can regain his form here, but I'm thinking about kind of fading him. I mean, I know he he won here last year, but he needed a playoff, and he was getting beat pretty good by Rom before that. So I don't. I mean, I'm a, I, I, I stand for Cantley all the time, but I don't know. Rory, 11. Xander, 16. Morikawa, 18. Feels like value. Hovland, 20. Starts to feel like a little bit of value. Lowry priced really short at 20. Spieth, 22. Cam Smith, 22. Fitzpatrick, 25. Hideki, I might end up clicking at 28. Zalatoris. I was on him last week. He did not play well, did not make the cut. I like him again this week. I feel like this should be a great course for Zalatoris, where it's all about the ball striking. Can he have a decent scrambling week and make a few putts when he needs to? He only has if he has to shoot eight or nine under over four days. I'm just worried um, that he used all of his good putting at the P, or at the PJ Championship. And he, like his ball striking wasn't there, and his putting was for once. And are we, just, are we, are we ever going to get back to that again? Let's see here. I mean, he led the field in putting on, on Thursday and Friday, I'm pretty sure. If the ball striking has actually left him, that's concerning. Um, because that's obviously, we need him at the top of his, his game there, but he was he, he still hit it pretty good. He hit it good at the PGA, didn't he? He needs to hit it the best. He needs to be the best. He needs yeah. to be better than John Rahm in that category. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, he's 30 to one if you like it. Uh a couple of these names that you've said so far, like Hideki's only twenty four on FanDuel, Will's twenty six, so two names that have at least a five point discrepancy. You're on Barstool or Fandle? Fandle. Okay, Sungjae, 35. Homa, I bet at 40. Played well here last year. You mentioned you like him on tough courses. This course is not that dissimilar from TPC Potomac. Like, I kind of like Keegan Bradley this week, too. It's talking about a guy that hits fairways and greens and can ball strike it to death. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe not as an outright, but like a DraftKings play. 
So home of 40, I can start to get really interested in some of these guys. In on home at 40, then Cam Young's at 40. Again, just like a T to green, I just mentioned number one strokes gain T to green last 24 rounds. Like that's, I mean, he's, nobody's hitting it better than him. Horschel 40, Mito 45, Neiman at 45. Seems like he's maybe mispriced a little bit. Keegan 50, Scott 50, yikes. Leishman, yikes. Seamus Power 60, Davis Riley, I'm in. 60 to one. He's hot. Couldn't hang in there quite to the end last week, but I'll back it with probably a top 20. He's pretty decent numbers on the in the top 20 market. He's plus 500 to top 10, but I can see myself kind of riding it uh, until he hits. And then what do we do with Daniel Berger at 60? Like, is he not, is it not there enough for him? Because this should be, again, a fairways and greens course. Uh, Four I'm, par fives. I mean, I'm pretty out on Mr. Daniel Berger. To be honest okay. with you, I'm okay. not. Uh, that's some good value. You said sixty. Yeah, sixty to one. He's, yeah. he's usually priced in the thirties. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't think he's. Mm. Okay, and then I won't name everybody down here, but I mentioned Chris Kirk. Is eighty to one. Uh, he plays well here. I like him here. He's in great form. Can't hold up on a Sunday, but. I like him to top 20. Alex Norton is 80 to one. His name popped up in some of those top 20s I mentioned earlier. I also think he can play this golf course well. I think that's interesting. Abe Answer falls into the Daniel Berger category of being interestingly priced, to say the least, at 80 to one. Do you have any feeling one way or another about that? He missed the cut last week, but. What was that? Sorry. Abe Answer, 80 to one. Uh, too long for him, I think. Right? 7,600 yards. Not, not to say, not to say Jack Abe says it plays like 7,200. Yeah, not to say Abe can't hit it out there because he's played well in long courses, but. He hits it pretty good. Yeah. Okay, that, I that's just not a name I, I worth, first think of. Worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Aaron Wise, 80 to 1, I think is short, but I like him. I thank him for DraftKings and maybe some placement type bets. How do you feel about your buddy Ricky Fowler? Or Bryson DeChambeau, both at a hundred to one. It's, um, I'm not sure. Over the last month or two, it looks like I thought if you wouldn't have known, you thought Ricky was dead up until about two months ago when they started showing him on TV again. I don't. He's <laughs> playing a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> emphasis on a little. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, I mean, more. You know, he's playing. He played fine again last week. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I not to, definitely not to Nothing win. crazy. He's 41st in my model. I mean, he's 15th <laughs> on par fives in this field. He's 27th around the green, hitting it decent, 44th in, in driving distance, I think, 31st uh, on par threes. Ricky Fowler's I mean, days of winning on the PJ Tour are, uh, have come and gone. Maybe winning, true, but... I think he's making another. I think he's making another cut this week. I think he's really building something here as he gets ready to head over to the uh, live. Uh, Harris English is back playing golf again. I think he's in the field this week, right? So that's nice to see it. One hundred eighty to one following the hip surgery. So good luck to him. I will. I do have a couple long shots here. I know they're not Bo Hostler. Um. First, let me ask you any. 
any kind of feelings come up when I say Sahith Figala 250 to one? Um, no, no yeah. strong feelings. Go to FanDuel if you're going to do that. It's 280 to one. Okay. Um, I bet Cam Davis at 180 to one. Okay. Okay. Long hitter. Maybe not always a straight hitter, but if you can keep it in the park this week on another hard golf course, he's kind of under the radar, has some high finishes this week or this year. I think he has a bright future, already a winner on the PJ Tour. So I can, I thought that that was a, a misprice. And then I also, because I'm a crazy person, I bet Lucas Herbert at 150 to one. He also absolutely bonds it and <clears throat> can, uh, has been lights out with the putter, but that's about all I got for the for the bombs. Uh, Actually, um, a name that I don't hate is uh, Pat Perez. Two thirty to one. I'm seeing on Fanduel. He just finished in the top twelve at Colonial. I uh, believe he's had some decent decent success over the last month or so, a couple months. That's a bit of a reach. Big reach, but for my taste. I mean, you're, you're, you're picking Bohaz every week and you're talking about reaches. Dude, he contends. Until, until, he, until he doesn't. Yeah. So you're <laughs> he out contends on Dallas like Forest. you and I contend. We might as well be, be in the field. How do we think Jordan Spieth is going to play this week? Um, I said all the nice things I was going to say about Jordan last episode, so go tune into that if you'd like to hear it. Oh, so you're done? You're off of him now? No, no yeah, not, not. I mean, we're out of Texas now. No, I, no, I don't like him. I don't. No, I really do like John Rom a lot. No, 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 no. Okay. I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't think. I don't think that this tournament could have fallen in a better spot for John Rom, where it feels like this is the most lost he's been since he went on his little run. So to, for this course, where he's had success on the past, to come up on the schedule. Uh, he's probably just you should get in on the now. maybe you can maybe you can find a prop for where you can actually pick like the top three finishers. Um, so because you're this in on Rom, Rom by three. I don't know if you're going to be able to find the Rom by three or more, Rom by two or more or whatever, but you might be able to find the dead heat or the uh, whatever you call that horse racing term. Who, would, who do you think is going to get second if Ron's going to win? Please uh, don't say Cantley. No, I no, I don't think so. I I hadn't hadn't even got that far yet. That was. I'm going to find it though. I like your buddy Victor Hoffman here this week. Uh so that was the name that I I had thought about. Um, he's been struggling though, so he has not had a he has not yeah. had a top twenty individual an individual individual competition since the players. He had a yeah. team at T9 there. He is two for two at this event. So he can do he it. He played fine last week. He had a bad Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's about it. All right. Well, I'm in on Homa at the at the very least. I could see myself getting in on Hideki and one more player that we didn't talk about. I like Lowry this week. I think he's priced too short, but Income pops up really good in my model. You know who's number one in my model? Because I didn't know you love the models. Who? Is this the week for Matthew Fitzpatrick? 
Uh, that would make total sense. The first week, I don't mention him in like five weeks. Hard course, under 10 under, just missed out on one of the PGA. Didn't play Colonial, right? So this is his first start since then. I know it's a little on the long side, maybe, but. I don't know. He's T2nd, T5th in his last two starts. He has a solo third in 2020 here, and he's number one in strokes gained total right now. I mean, the guy is just cruising along, just cleaning up on top sevens. Maybe he's like a t- maybe he's like a top ten, top yeah. five. Play. I think he probably is. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck this week. Enjoy Memorial. Yeah. Well, uh, and then we'll next week we will update because we're playing. This is the week of Jack Nicholas. We're playing two Jack Nicholas courses this week, this weekend. While they're playing Jack Nicholas. Exactly. And I'm going to be drinking Arnold Palmer's the whole time, baby. Oh, yeah. Or John Daly's. Yeah, probably John. Probably going to need the John Daly's. At Harbor Shores, for sure, after what I saw on TV this past weekend. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. See ya. Yep. Talk to you.